I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Hello! Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, oh my goodness, what a journey we have been on with our guest this week. First, please introduce her and let everyone know who she is. Oh my god, she's, <laughs> I would say she's an actor and a writer and improviser and a Ooh. burgeoning, blossoming cartoonist. Wow. You know her from yeah. Wild Horses and Instagram and Twitter. It's Erin Whitehead. Yay! What an intro. <laughs> Did I lie? No, I was. I'm impressed by myself. Is really what happened. <laughs> Good. I mean, if you ain't impressing yourself, how are you gonna impress anyone else? Can I get an amen? Oh boy, amen. that whole love yourself or anyone else will that's such a threat. I don't like. I don't like that concept <laughs> of loving yourself. Well, the threat of if you don't, no one else will. Well, like, how about just loving yourself is good enough goal, right? Like, you don't. Why do you need to get anything out of it? Well, it's good for you. Like, sure. But that's, but that's like that, not you know, what the that's slogan is. I guess, are you thinking it in purely romantic love terms? I mean, I think they're talking about any kind of love. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, and probably what it more means is like, you can't really accept and enjoy love. That's it's true. Not so, not so much that you're not lovable. Right. I hope. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think I'm lovable, but I deflect it. <laughs> like a bright mirror. Or a black hole, as it were. Just or a like... black hole. A black hole, I think, would be fully accepting it, right? Like, I would take everyone who loved me, and you'd never see them again. But it wouldn't be enough. It would just dry. turn into nothingness and emptiness. You'd be taking it in, but for what energy? You don't know what happens in a black hole. <laughs> and <true>. you do! <laughs> well, please welcome our fourth guest, Neil deGrasse Tyson in an ugly tie. <laughs> oh, boy. Alleged rapist. Alleged rapist and really? confirmed Even? no fun. Oh boy. Anyways, he stinks. I we know we're done with him, right? What is he offering to the conversation? <laughs> Nothing. After you tweeted 
even even before the 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 alleged you know the accusation he tweeted something about like it was, i'm not gonna get it right of course which is sure. how i like go podcast, about every, so every quote yeah um but he tweeted something about like how there's literally no mammal that um doesn't enjoy sex and like millions of women tweeted back (laughs) (laughs) we got news for you (laughs) coming up to the stage eve ensler (laughs) Uh, were they all exes of neil degrasse tyson because that would make the burn even sweeter (laughs) it was all his it was all his victims I think it was just, um, you know, it was a lot of us, a lot of us women going, oh, I wouldn't say every time is great. I mean, even in the animal kingdom, I'm sure a lot of like lionesses would rather just be left alone. Uh, they're doing their shopping list as, as they're getting. I remember taking a sex ed. Or I didn't, I didn't like voluntarily take it, but we had to do sex ed in, um, I think it was sixth mm-hmm. grade. And we went into one of those, you know, like, you know how some classrooms are in the trailers, which I, why did schools <laughs> have trailers? Why didn't they just build a building? I don't know. But There's no money. We're funding cops so they can have rocket launchers. That's what it is. The cop, this police station should be in a trailer. But we, yeah, so we went into this little trailer and um, we had sex ed with a woman who, I guess that was her job to come to schools. And she, so she was asking us like, what are some things that a woman might be thinking about during sex that would make it less pleasurable for her? And I want so badly wanting to get the right answer. I was like, like raised my hand and I was like, is this right? is this the right thing? Do I love him? And I was like, I had oh. all the answers. She was like, it was not what she was going for at all. She was like, um, or you might be thinking about your grocery list. And then, <laughs> and all of us were like 11 and we were like, what? We don't, why would you be thinking have a grocery about list. that? No. And we read 17 magazine. It's all about either you should have had sex or you shouldn't have. That's the only question. <laughs> should I be doing this right now? Should I be enjoying this? <laughs> I had, we had, um, uh, in like sixth grade, it was like a, they called it growth and development, but it was basically sex ed. And like every Friday, everyone could write an anonymous question in a box and then she would like pull them out of the box and answer them. And I remember like, I asked, because I was always reading books beyond my ears, like your Stephen (laughs) King's and whatnot. So I heard terms, but didn't know what they were. So I asked Mm -hmm. her what a garter belt was, because I just didn't, I thought it was like a sex device or something. I didn't know what it was. Uh, Little did I know it's old time in Western wear. That's so great. (laughs) That's really adorable. What's a garter belt? This was a, she was a strange teacher though. She said she lost her hymen riding a bike. So we're like, okay, I don't know if you need to share that with your classroom, but great. <laughs> well, maybe she just wanted to relate if any other girls had that experience. That's fair. I, and, I, and weirdly girls do. I know a few girls who had to like go to a gynecologist when they were maybe 10 because they slammed down on their bike seats. It makes sense. Ouch. I mean, I wouldn't have gone to the gynecologist. I would have told nobody and just figured I was dying. <laughs> That's how, that's how I like to handle any problem that might be lethal. Just ignore it. <laughs> Live in fear for the rest of your life. I don't think that's healthy. You got to <laughs> confront things head on. Almost like an asteroid heading towards the Earth. Oh. What? And Was speaking of asteroids heading towards what? the Earth. <laughs> what? We're, today, we're, t- we're talking about Armageddon. John, what's the deal with Armageddon? 
Uh, let me tell you the deal with Armageddon. Uh, it came out in 1998. It was produced and directed by Michael Bay and produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. And the film follows a, a group of blue-collar, deep-core drillers sent by NASA to stop a gigantic asteroid on a collision course with Earth. It stars Bruce Willis and an ensemble cast with Ben Affleck, Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, Owen Wilson, Will Patton, Peter Stor Stormare, William Fincher, Michael Clark Duncan, Keith David, and Steve Buscemi. Even though the film uh, got mostly negative reviews, it was an international box office success. It got four Oscar nominations for Best Sound Effects Editing, Visual Effects, Best Original Song, and Best Sound. It was the highest grossing film of 1998, uh, even though astronomers noted that the similar disaster film, Deep Impact, was much more scientifically accurate. How did that, how did that movie get even a single negative review? That's shocking. <laughs> well, we asked you, Aaron, to pick any movie and you immediately <laughs> chose Armageddon. So why <laughs> Armageddon? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, and we got into this a little bit when on our last attempt yes. to record this, but you said a movie I was passionate about, and I decided to go with the category of movies I've seen truly possibly over 50 times because wow. they're my favorite films. And Armageddon, I went through a phase where I was watching it twice a week, and that phase was like five or seven years long. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? Are you like a disaster film or action film fan? Or is it I like... I do love disaster, especially natural disasters. Like I love Day After Tomorrow. I love Deep Impact. I'm not... I don't feel like I have to pick one. But I will no. say, if I were going to, I'd pick Armageddon. Uh, clearly. It's, yeah. It is... You did. <laughs> the perfect movie on every level. I... I... Now, I have to ignore a few things as more information gets out. Like how... Like what we know about some of the men in it. Um, sure. Michael Bay, mm. not great. Bruce Willis, Republican. Ben Affleck, no thank you. Um, mm. Liv Tyler makes up for all of them. Come on. <laughs> She's always resting her head on a conference table all in this them, movie. Yeah, poor thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of weight on her slight shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> you can take it. You know, did you see it in that. the... That's true. Uh, did you see it in the theaters? No, and I... I can't believe I didn't. I somehow missed it. I mean, I guess I would have been in college is probably why. Oops, aged right. myself. Wow, um, you're an old. I'm an old. <laughs> um, but I, I'm guessing that's probably what happened. But when I finally did see it, it's it's another one. As you know, I love to sob throughout movies. And I start crying in the first scene where you see the Earth as seen from space. <laughs> that's when I start crying. What okay. is it about that shot? What is it just like humanity? <laughs> or the you just like a one is. shot? Any movie that starts that way. Well, I love them. I love when you, if you see Earth as seen from space, then you know we're all in it together. Like, you know, this is going to be a movie that affects everyone. And I was thinking about it actually with what everything that's going on now. Yeah. I, I think like when I, when I used to watch it so often, I would think like, man, I am really going to come into my own. Like if there is something that affects the whole world, like I feel like my the best side of my personality will come out. Now the pandemic has proved that that isn't really what, <laughs> happened at all and uh -huh. that we don't all come together when something horrible happens for all of humanity that in america in fact is failing miserably at this uh trying to protect each other from a virus so so there you yeah. go so john what go. did you think of arm what's your history with armageddon <laughs> i uh had never seen armageddon uh, until last night. So it was the first time I saw it. I had, of course, knew the, the sort of, uh, I knew the song, 
Uh, I knew the shot the of them all line. sort of walking slow motion. I sort of knew some of the, I mean, I was definitely surprised by some of the plot twists. Um, yeah, so last night was the first time I saw it. Uh, I think, it, I mean, it, it's not a good movie. Like, you have to sort of acknowledge oh. its flaws, but I also get why people like it. Like, it feels like, I don't know a lot of Michael Bay or Jerry Bruckheimer, but this feels like, it, it, it just felt like a movie that, like, just, it was like really good cocaine. We're like, this isn't good for me. I shouldn't enjoy it, but it's sort of thrilling in a, in a very dumb, bad, unhealthy way. That's what I thought. Oh, and also while sake. watching it, I thought, oh, oh, like Donald Trump was hoping he had a Michael Bay pregnancy. A pregnancy. Presidency is what I meant. Um, like, oh, this pregnancy. is what... I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. This is what I think he thought being the president would be like. It would be like a Michael Bay movie. Uh, and unfortunately, it he is not. the camera would be circling him always. Yeah, and he'd like be giving these look. big speeches about like the greatness and like these crazy like sending these people in. It's like what? Because I'm also like you know if you if you take this at all realistically, it's absurd that they're like, hey, a bunch of blue collar oil drillers, we're going to send them in space and try to have them land on an asteroid and then put a nuclear bomb in it. It's insane. That's um, the fun of the movie. Exactly. You it's have to be magical. like, oh, this is fun. I cult, I totally get that. I think that's what Donald Trump thought being president would be like. Don't you love those Michael Bay shots, though? I fucking, I fall for them every time. When when it's like, when Bruce Willis is like looking out of the corner of his eye, which is basically what he does when he acts. Yeah. And like, or Liv Tyler is like crying gorgeously and the camera is going around them and they just look so, it makes them look so overwhelmed. Like, I, I mm. love it. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> How about you, Mark? What is your history with Armageddon? Well, I saw it in the theater, like a real cinephile okay. in that summer. Yes. I mean, it is like, this is what you think of when you think of a summer movie. It's big, dumb, and loud. I remember hating it the first time I saw it. I hated it. I loathed really? it. I thought that, I feel like, this is kind of true of all Michael Bay movies, though, but like I feel like this. I hate what he thinks is funny. Like what he thinks is funny is usually pretty mean spirited and like yeah. has a, he has like a bully senses uh, what a bully finds funny. He finds funny. Like what he likes. You, go give ahead. me an example of like a joke in this movie. Like what? Uh, let's name the about. asteroid after my bitch of a wife. Oh, essentially. Well, yeah. sure. That the way <laughs> that they were like shitting on Greenpeace at the, at the top of the movie, they were like, Oh, these annoying <laughs> yeah. Greenpeace protesters. So, but I hadn't probably seen it in like 15 years, maybe. So this time I watched mm -hmm. it again and I felt like the stakes were a lot lower for me. <laughs> so it is like I did at the time, I remember thinking the editing and the camera work was crazy because at the time it was like so frenetic and like this, the pace of the thing is like mm -hmm. um, wild. But I feel like the rest of movies and things have kind of caught up to that. That is kind of how movies are done. So a lot of ways it was a little bit ahead of its time, I think. Thank so you, I Mark. do think <laughs> I do think I wouldn't say it's a good movie, but I think it's an effective movie. Yes. And for two and a half hours, it truly does fly by. Like I didn't I thought I was I started at like nine and I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to eleven thirty, but this thing just flies. It doesn't settle down ever, which is also a fault because you never get to know the characters on any deep level. But like the paint you're just swept up. <laughs> you do they're not just one character's description is merely horny yeah <laughs> so i did like enjoy it more this time for what it was just like cheesy popcorn and the fact that we can't go see there's nothing i love more than like going and seeing like a dumb summer blockbuster and like and sitting in air conditioning for like three hours 
Sure. Still, I'm gonna say, I don't think it's dumb. Okay. Fair. You think it's it's smart? I mean, you could think. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I. I will say, I mean, and this is like, again, you have to suspend your disbelief to movie magic. But I did mm-hmm. feel that at the end, they somehow mm-hmm. had Bruce Willis and Liv Tyler end up together, even though it's her dad. They had more chemistry than her and Bruce Willis. Or they Bruce had, uh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, sure. yeah. They had, oh, that's, that scene on the screen. Come on. Also, <laughs> yes. why they, ha- they had that huge screen set up at NASA, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> why, and why he was weird. Had a space, and he suddenly had a camera where they hadn't been using that for the rest of the journey, as far as I know. They were just I guess, like, walkie I also would say, when I say it's dumb, I don't necessarily mean that as an insult. I mean, I think it doesn't, just because something's <laughs> dumb doesn't mean it's bad to me. You're, you're I agree. using it in the millennial term. I'm being very woke and a millennial right now. Yes. Yeah. I'm, you <laughs> I know. I'm using emojis, you know, I'm on the TikTok. Um, I think it's just dumb fun and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's super entertaining and like the cast delivers, I feel like, you know, you get to yeah. deliver. <laughs> All right. Well, now let's get into more specifics because as you may yes. or may not know, but I think you do, we are looking for the gayest movie ever. And we have a very complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge that. And we're going to go through a bunch of categories and we're going to all score it. And at the midpoint of this, you will add a category, which then could become, become canon. canon. <laughs> And when you say you, you're talking to me, not the audience. Correct. Correct. We don't care with the audience. You, Aaron Whitehead. Yeah. This is not a live show. They're not going to um, call it. <laughs> Every time you address me, please use my full name. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, yes. So let's go through. Let's just go for shits and giggles. These are our top five um, highest rated movies right now. But unfortunately, they are incorrectly sorted. One second. So I think as you're doing that, we should maybe point out that, uh, so we sort of alluded to it earlier, but we haven't explained it to the audience. So we had, we were going to, we tried to record a different episode last night, but unfortunately we had some tech issues, but the movie we did last night was Marley and me (laughs) and we had started it and then got like 30 minutes in. Yes. And you, as soon as we started, you were like, this was the worst choice. Please can we start again? Please can we start again? And then somehow the fates intervened, the tech messed up. I didn't really let's start again like before we had technical difficulties. But right, once yeah. we had them, I was like, if we're having technical difficulties, <laughs> I would pick a different movie. Now that I gotcha. know some of the categories. Yeah. Right. Marley and me would not have done well. I think that is fair Which, to that, say. That's far. It was, do, it no, was not it was, as far as we got. It wasn't doing well. Okay. So, uh, number five, I don't have the percentage, unfortunately. We're having some issues here. Uh, number five, Labyrinth. Um, hold on. I could do it like this. Sorry. These this are is, the highest scoring This ones? is the top, yes, five. the top five. Labyrinth yep. right now has a 72.74%. And then number four with a 76.5%, Cats. Number three was 76.52, Funny Girl. Number two with 78.59, Bradley Cooper's A Star is Born. And number one with a 79.51%, Grease 2. I'm like shocked by A Star is Born. Well, there's actual gay characters in it. So that helps. Oh, that got points. Okay. Yeah. You get points for that. You get points for that. And also had a positive portrayal of homosexuality, which Mm -hmm. also helps. 
All right, Aaron. So our first category, on a scale of 0 to 100, we're all going to score it out of 100. Then we take the average of that. First category, homoeroticism. How homoerotic is Armageddon? I mean, 95. 95. All men. It's pretty high. It's all men. It's a, but Billy Bob Thornton. Ugh. That's your go-to, Billy Bob. That's Thornton? your one out of that well, whole lineup. You're going Billy Bob Thornton first. For for actual like sex energy, yeah. Sure. And then Bruce Willis. Okay, I get that. And then not Steve Buscemi, but I do love a Steve Buscemi. We love Steve sure. Buscemi. Sure. Yeah. Maybe Steve Buscemi. I mean, everyone's pretty sexy in this movie. Start old, go down. That's probably the order of the sexiness in this movie, honestly. I also appreciated Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, Oh, yeah. I love Michael Clark Duncan. He was the most man flesh on on display in this movie. And he sings. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Mm -hmm. They also spend a lot of time. He passed away, remember, in 2012, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. Very sad. Uh, also, Ben Affleck looks great. Um, a lot of the guys mm-hmm. get fingered. <laughs> they make a lot of jokes about, <laughs> oh, my God, I had something up my butt. Can you imagine? <laughs> Isn't that crazy if something went up my butt? At the very beginning, when they were on that, like, big oil drill thing, and, it like, that was exploding, that's where we first saw how good Bruce Willis was at his job. There was a moment the where rig. Been, the John, rig, John, it's yeah. called a rig. Thank you, the rig. When we were on the rig, he and Ben Affleck were like, like turning one of those wheels on the rig and it felt like a, the Billy Joel Allentown video to me at that moment. That had a very like homoerotic energy to me. <laughs> and also at one point Bruce Willis yeah. said, I've never, I've been drilling holes in the earth for 30 years and I ain't never missed a depth I've aimed for. And by God, I won't miss this one. That felt kind of gay. He's hitting your prostate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's also one of the astronauts. He's like a hunky one. He dies, but his name is Grayson McCouch. Oh, yeah, he died fast. <laughs> he died. Wait, that's he his character's name or the there. actor's name? No, that's the actor's name. That's the actor's name. Grayson McCouch? I think he was like Dieter or something. So, Aaron, what would you give Armageddon on a scale of 0 to 100? 95 still? Yes. Okay. John, what would you do? There's not a lot of like real man-on-man stuff. Although I do think like if you made it, well, I mean, it's tough because they're like the Ben Affleck and like Owen Wilson stuff sort of had a little like. Uh, a little will they, won't they? Um, <laughs> but Ben Affleck was also with Liv Tyler. I'm gonna go a little. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 75. 75. I'm gonna go. I think uh, <laughs> 67. Like this is. There's some stuff here. There's a lot of fun. Michael Clark Duncan's pretty much naked in one scene, and yeah, everyone looks. Everyone's shot to look good too. Mm-hmm. Real film can't beat it. Nope. Everyone looks like a movie star in this movie. Thank God. No uggos. Save that for Mumblecore. Finally. Mumblecore. (laughs) If you want to see, watch a Duplass Brothers movie. You want to see some ugly people. We're here for movie stars. Uh, So Armageddon has a 79 in Homo Rosum. Funny Girl, a 16.67. So eat shit, Funny Girl. All right, next category. Actual gay characters. Any actual gay characters? I don't know that we know that any of them are actually gay. They just certainly don't say it in the movie if they are. Yeah. I mean, you've got to imagine that someone in NASA is gay. I kind of, oh yeah, NASA for sure. Maybe even the guy with the coffee. How cute was he? 
when Bob, when but Billy Bob's like maybe that guy, yeah, a little less coffee could could take over. Um, <laughs> he's so cute. Yeah. Or honestly, Owen Wilson could have been could have been gay. Who knows? I mean, but this is actual. It's not could it's not uh, possibly gay. Well, then, so we're saying zero, right? I do think you could. Well, if that's what you want to. Yeah, I think you can make a case yeah. for perhaps the asteroid is gay. It's dazzling. It's beautiful. Okay. It's ready to destroy civilization as we know it. Uh, it's well, surrounded it's by debris. Over a... maybe a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it has a chosen family of debris. It's a fussy bottom. <laughs> huh. I'm not saying it's a strong case, but it's, uh, I'm just spitballing here. But then I will say that. <laughs> sure, sure. I feel sure. like then we'd have to deduct points because the asteroid dies. And like, so that, that's very negative. It's not saying actual positive gay characters. Yeah, right now this is just, are there actual gay characters? Yeah. I'm sure in like one of the montages where there's like a speech and we cut all over the world, like I, some of those like people in Scotland, those like uh, shepherds, those guys have got to be gay. Some of those guys. Uh, no, they got the sheep. They like, <laughs> they're taken care of. But are they fucking male sheep? I don't know. Aaron, so what are you going to give this for actual characters? Well, I'm going to say zero. I'll be fair. Zero. I'm going to just give it a 10 because there's probably some gay people in there. There's <laughs> well, now I... 10% you don't have of to society. do that. It's got to be something like that. Well, I'm choosing to do that. All right. Is do you want to change your score, Aaron? You can. I, yeah, I want a seven. Seven. Great. All right. I'm going to give it a three. Give it an average of 6.67. One point less than Ginger Snaps. All right, next category, Camp Factor. On a scale of 0 to 100, how campy is Armageddon? I mean, I feel like Armageddon scores pretty high campy-wise. I feel like this is a great example of straight camp. Yes, yes. Because so much of it was just ridiculous and just like, like, first of all, there's a bat phone to the president, so there's that. But like that moment like where... The one woman is talking to like her son and she's like, that man's not a salesman. He's your daddy. Oh my God. That's like campy to exactly. me, but like in a very yes. straight way. You know what I mean? So like there's, it's so much of that, but like just yes. like amped up, just like, fuck yeah. Like and Armageddon every, is a script that had a fuck yeah pass. Yeah. Absolutely. And every Bruce Willis line truly is pretty campy. Like all he does is say slogans. Every, like, every, he's yeah. like, he's like yeah. life you say anything, he's like, life philosophy. Life philosophy. Life philosophy. <laughs> but you're right. It's so, they sell it so, I mean, with actors who are that good, when Liv Tyler's like tearing up, she sells what could be some real cheesy scenes. She's probably just thinking about how her dad put her in creepy music videos, made her a sex object <laughs> to tap into. <laughs> I love the, the, I, the, the father-daughter overtones in this. I can't, I love them. <laughs> I love them. I love them. <laughs> like having, like she's having sex with a song her dad wrote in the movie, and then having a romantic scene with her Bruce Willis dad at the end. It's too much. For, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is weird. Like yeah. your dad singing a song while you're having the sex scene. <laughs> yeah, that's great. 
Um, here's some campy things I notice in Armageddon. Um, Charlton Heston narrating the death of the dinosaurs. The military cooperating with the movie yes. production. The fact that Net NASA never had a plan for this until now. Aerosmith covering a Beatles song. A group of misfits. Um, the stealth bomber using animal crackers in foreplay, as foreplay. A president who reassures a worrying public during a crisis. Campy. Airstream trailers. The fact that drilling, what this movie is essentially about, is the least cinematic thing you could ever do. Uh, the line, you and your men are the biggest mistake in the history of NASA. This is turning into a surrealistic nightmare. Having multiple scenes of Liv Tyler resting her head on a conference table space dementia and finally having a combination wedding and funeral oh yeah <laughs> so yeah. aaron what would you give this for camp on zero to 100 i'm gonna give it an 85 85 all right i have a question for you so this is one of the few michael bay movies i've seen like where do you think this like where does this movie like place in his like in his, in his career, in his oeuvre, like is this like the most Michael Bay? He considers Bay it thing? his worst movie. It seems, I, he considers so, like, it his worst essentially movie. Michael Bay, but I don't know what were you gonna say. I have seen some Transformers movies. I should say that. Yeah, I've only seen. I definitely haven't seen everything he's done. I've probably only seen a few other movies, and I this one is my favorite. To me, it's actually the only one that's like audience friendly. The other ones to me are very dude heavy movies. Like bad boys two is like really like the violence is really like, cause his violence can be like really ugly and like, like he'll play like dude heavy. Yeah. Like this movie isn't. Well, this one has, but I mean, to me it feels like it's almost a chick flick. Like it's that emotional. You know what I'm saying? That feels, yes. There's that. most family friendly. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Like everyone has, I feel like everyone's eyes are glossy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to give this an an 89 for camp. 89 campier than Top Gun. Um, I'm going to give it an 80 for camp. I think it's pretty campy. Given an 84.67. Um, that's more than Top Gun, which only got a 70. Also a Jerry Bruckheimer production. Hmm. All right, next category. Over-the-top wardrobe. There's not a lot in this because they're mostly in, like, uniforms. But. Sure. But those astronaut outfits they have are special for this. Well. Sure. They're not your typical astronaut. In the very beginning, uh, Steve Buscemi is wearing a pith helmet on the rig. And a Um, weed shirt. So that seemed a little like, what is this? And you know what, I'm going to, uh, for me, this gets points for mainly the extras because they have these like slow motion it's montages of people like running into their cellars. And one of them, the little boy is essentially like in high waisted little shorts, like he's from the 40s and where you're like, yeah. mm-hmm. you want it to be so all American that you changed the era to make it fit <laughs> like this World War II feeling that you wanted for the movie, even though it's 1998. So I'm, I, I feel like it, it gets points for trying to like, uh, uh, emotionally grab your heart with the extras outfits. Okay, <laughs> sure. And it does sort of do like again in those big presiden- presidential speeches where they're like, "Now we're in an Asian country. Now we're in an African country. Now we're in, you know yeah. like everyone is just like it's almost like the village people are the extras." Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, what would you give this for over the top wardrobe, Aaron? Well, I mean, I'd only give it like a twenty. 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 
Yeah, I'm going to go pretty low as well. I think it is mostly just like uniforms, which feel appropriate, so I don't feel over the top. So I will get, I'll give it a 25, though. 25. Um, Michael Clark, when we first see Michael Clark Duncan, he's wearing, he almost looks like a comic book character because he's like wearing yeah. like these like overalls with no shirt underneath and then like a helmet and like a giant wrench. <laughs> um, well, he's not wearing so. the wrench. No, but it's like an accessory. Mm-hmm. It tells sure, you who he is. True. It does. It does bring the whole um, ensemble together. It informs the character. Yeah, uh, but it's not over the top. And also, this movie is shot in so many like tight close-ups. Yeah, you don't. It's hard to get like a wide shot to see what somebody's wearing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a 23, giving it an average of 22.67. Great. All right, next category: drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Armageddon and come away with a whole book of ideas? I mean, this is maybe the category I feel like I know the least about. I really need to get into more drag queen shows. I feel like everyone <laughs> is watching them and I'm so behind that now I'm like, which one would I start with? It's a lot. I mean, just go on Hulu. You'll be fine. It'll, okay. You know, it's All TV. Right. You know how TV works. I know. They're on Hulu, the old seasons. This is how I feel about the Kardashians, too, is everyone's kind of excited about the Kardashians. And I'm like, it's so much now that I don't know how to begin understanding we could give you uh, essential seasons to watch. Have you watched We're Here on HBO? Have I watched it? We're Here on HBO. No, I haven't. It's great. Okay. Watch that. Okay. Because they're mostly wearing uniforms, and yes, there is a, the popular military category, but there's not like a lot of, there's first of all, not a lot of women, and there's not a lot of like big over the top things because they're just like, oh, here's your weird orange jumper thing or, you know, whatever. So I don't think this is a big... Like, you don't think I, you could do something with, though, like an asteroid coming to Earth and like blowing it up and then that sets you up as like a reveal if your address is the asteroid? You know what I mean? Like there's something you could do, I feel yeah, like. You could do a, that feels blowing like a up lot an of asteroid. Like, that feels like a lot of paper mache. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, a drag like show. A of, what sure, else are you using it, paper mache yeah. for? <laughs> What are you what are you waiting for? It's a show. What are you waiting to I save mean, your paper mache budget? Well, it just feels like it's a lot have, more like, than just like the look. The, the drills, thank you. Yes, drill, baby, drill. Sure, and but like, is there something will... about the look that you'd be like, oh, that's definitely Armageddon? Yeah, I think those orange a- astronaut ones. The orange. You would think you run the risk Having of just bunch... like, oh, is this orange is the new black? I don't know. You would not think orange if they had a NASA logo and they're wearing helmets. You would think orange is the new black without oxygen. I, okay, all right. I'll say this: too. I think that in the scene where they're doing the animal crackers, I feel like you could make oh, a yes. lot out of the animal. Crackers. Oh yeah, that scene is. If and that song, crackers, you can... people know what movie you're talking about. And yes. Liv Tyler is wearing that sexy kind of baggy underwear. And then I read an article with her. Where she said she intentionally always wears loose underwear because it's healthier, and I now do too. <laughs> wow, okay. You gotta let the air circulate. <laughs> Listen, if Liz Tyler does something, I'll do it. You're doing it. It doesn't matter what. I don't care. I love her so much. You're I give it a wake try. up and I remember I'm not her and I get sad. Have you watched her Architectural Digest apartment tour? Yeah, I think it's an architectural. It's hard to ruin her for me, so I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you you have her up on a pedestal and you want to gotcha. leave her there. I like Lord <laughs> Rings. I like Armageddon. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. That's really all you need. Her as an elf. <laughs> I mean, the fact that she can make Perfect. cry and she's speaking a fake language. <laughs> right. Impressive. I mean, every language is fake up to a point. Okay. I guess I mean, so. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so what are you going to give this for drag queen inspiration, Aaron? 70. 70. Never seen a drag show. I'm going to have to go pretty low. I'm going to go t- 22. 22. Uh, I think you could do something. I'm going to give it a 45. Kind of in the middle between we you two. We are all over the place. We, we are, are all, but so is this movie. Yeah. The tones coming at you left and right. All right, Aaron, next category. On a scale of zero to 100, how likely are you to recommend this to gay people? Oh, I don't know that I would like differently <laughs> recommend. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you got to see. Have like you if seen you're hanging again, out you with, uh, uh, name a gay person you know, or just a gay person. You're hanging out with Billy Porter. And it comes up that he hasn't seen Armageddon. Are you going to be like, oh, my God, Billy Porter, you've got to go see Armageddon. Yes, because I don't know that I would ever recommend something but be like, oh, wait, you're gay. And like, say yes or no. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. that. Right, but is there an element of like, oh, it. like, but if you found it, like, if you found that like Billy Porter hadn't seen Paris is Burning, you'd be like, Billy Porter, you have to go home and see Paris is Burning. You won an Emmy for Pose. Um, like you would insist on that. Would you be like, oh no, this is like, you've got to see Armageddon. I don't think Aaron is insisting to Billy Porter to do anything. I don't, I haven't seen Paris <laughs> but I, uh, and I, and I, I could do it in the post, but I, um, <laughs> okay, but I would, example. I would absolutely. Yes. Because to me, I recommend this movie to everyone. And I tell everyone it's okay. the best movie they're ever going to see. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So on a scale of zero to a hundred, how likely to recommend the gay people you would give it a hundred because anybody, a hundred. It's essential viewing Queens. It is. <laughs> yes. Um, I would say, so what would you, John, what are you, I'm going to go lower because although I feel like there's, there's definitely value to it, but there's, and it's more about like, Oh, you High should praise see this. indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should see this to understand, uh, how people who aren't gay like movies, but so I'll give it a 15. <laughs> 15. This is how people, this is how the straights people live. Who aren't gay yeah. like movies. <laughs> it's like, so you would like recommend to a gay person who's been raised by gay wolves, a gay male, right, like, as it were. Well, here's, here's, this yeah, is, exactly. if you want, this is a Rosetta Stone to this understand. This is what you've missed by not having people. straight parents. Yeah. Straight American parents, probably. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'll give it a 30. Sure. It. See it when you see it. Um, <laughs> I'm more if you're an action movie, summer movie, popcorn fan, I would say. I will say. All right. This doesn't yes. amend my number. I'll, ke- I'll keep my number. But I will. I always recommend things with like an, with a mood. So like I wouldn't just say you have to see it. What would you, the best movie. What would you I'd pair go, with Armageddon? So I go, here's how you watch it, okay? <laughs> it's got to be, it's you in for the night. Like, I say, watch it alone. And I say, get a bottle of wine and, like, have your dinner ready to go because it's, like, you want to feel, you want to drink that wine. You want to have your meal that's your, like, comfort meal so that you are fully, so your heart is fully open and spend your disbelief because it's because you have to be, you have to get into it. You have to, yes. you can't be, like, I'll see if this movie gets me. No skepticism. You have to just jump in. <laughs> you can't be on your I phone. Understand. It's a warm bath of a movie. <laughs> There's Fair a enough. surrendering. To All right. Next category. Ideally. Yes. Surrender to it. Let Michael Bay surrender. control you. 
Mm-hmm. All right, next category. The male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form in this? Pretty fucking horny. See, yeah. See, I would say back to what you had said earlier, Mark, about like so many of the shots are so close up that it's like I did want to pull yeah. back a little bit to get more a sense of, of the body. Um a lot. And so I felt like... I also but everyone did, like, does look good. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yes. They're lit perfectly. Yeah, I wished I wished it was like a little bit more wide shot so you really could see people more. It was too close-up-y I, for my money. Well, that's what Michael Bay does. He gets the camera in real tight and then he shakes it. <laughs> and then people are like, what is happening? Especially if you see this on the big screen, it's almost... It is like these movies do feel like sensory overload in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like you feel Oh, because you saw it in a theater. You didn't see it at home. We get it, Mark. Correct. All right. So, Aaron, what would you give this for the male gaze? I mean, I guess I'd go pretty high. Because I, for me... I don't need body for it to still be sexy. Like, I feel like there's a lot of like jawline shots. There's a lot <laughs> sure. of like, guys looking up, looking like vulnerable and like bonding with each other. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 90. 90. Yeah. Uh, I will give it a 65. 65. Um, I'm going to give it an 80. I think like Michael Bay knows he appreciates pretty things. And I and he knows how to shoot them. Arms are pretty ripped in it. Plus, I mean, for a lot of the movie, they are in spacesuits. But before they get true, right? I feel like there's some good, some good biceps in there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next category: entrances with pizzazz. Well, I think you've got. I think a there's a lot of here. entrances with pizzazz. There's that whole montage this where movie's they introduce full of them. the whole team, and then oh, there's yeah. the, just that iconic walk. Like that is. Has been copied and uh, recreated. And when yes. Ben Affleck, when he's dead, and then he comes over the cliff. The <laughs> yeah, ring. yeah. The armadillo. Your, your mm-hmm. boyfriend's back. The <laughs> asteroid itself has a great entrance. Mm-hmm. And then when those like army guys show up to like take over mission control, they oh. have a good entrance. There was a weird thing though. I noticed like with time, like because it seemed like how what is the urgency here? Because if I was like the thing, we have 18 days and everyone's still pretty lackadaisical about there's so there's not a big huge sense of urgency. <laughs> like, yeah, well, they, what are we waiting for? For so long, like with swimming pools and like floating around and this is what mm-hmm. it'll feel like. But then they right. get there and they're like, you have four hours. And it's like, well, you probably could have added four extra hours. With right. All those Even the fact days. that when they recruit Bruce Willis, they take him from the South China Sea all the way to like the states and like wouldn't it be easier just to tell them all this on the phone like you're saying you're losing <laughs> sure. a day just <laughs> moving the pieces yeah, just get what if you really did say no. on the phone <laughs> <laughs> you're the government make it happen um i think there's a lot of great interests with pizzazz yeah. so aaron what would you give this on a scale of zero to 100 i mean i'm sorry i know it seems like i'm playing favorites here but 90 right. 90 uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go 83. 83. Uh, the year Return of the Jedi came out. Uh, I think it's pretty. I'm gonna give it an 85. You know, what? I appreciated that more this time because we see a lot of movies with bland entrances. So yeah. I appreciated that he gave him some pizzazz. Yeah. And here's another category you might make up some points: dramatic lighting. Oh. Mm. 
I mean, come it's on. pretty dramatic. It's very dramatic. Yeah. That mission control is so dim. Like, turn on some lights in there. But it's like everything, like, is the screens and the displays. And and then on the asteroid, things are, like, crazy looking. And then even when, like, Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler are making out on some weird piece of equipment, and it's, like, perfectly lit. Oh, yeah, they're in that weird ball. Engine thing? Yeah. Yeah. They just gave these people free reign of, like, NASA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you should be climbing on this equipment. <laughs> I like when she meets Harry Bruce Willis at the uh, the site of the Challenger. That's pretty emotional. Oh, the right, Apollo yeah. 1, that one? Oh, the Apollo 1, not mm-hmm. the Challenger. Yeah, Apollo yeah. 1. Yeah. Uh, very emotional. Just a very quick push, pull into uh, <laughs> the plaque. Uh, so what would you give this for dramatic lighting, Aaron? I mean, I kind of, I feel like it actually scores like a hundred. It's pretty much all dramatically lit. A hundred. John. Yeah, I think they do a pretty good job. I'm going to go 91 with it. 91. Um, I'll go 92. Give an average of 94.33. Ooh, that's even better than a star is Bradley Cooper's A Star Is Born, which only is a 90. Wow. That had rock concert lighting. Right. Good job. All right. Next category. Strident women. Strident. I mean, there's a bunch of <laughs> You this. like that word? Yeah. <laughs> Hold Uh-oh. on. I think so. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> She's adjusting her seat. <laughs> She's Googling. I have to make sure I know exactly what you mean. I- well, I think the Webster's Dictionary is a, like a negative uh, definite, but we're kind of like trying to take it back as like a woman who's not afraid to be unpopular. This like... says loud, harsh, and great. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, those are some of my favorite yeah. women. <laughs> but I think, I think most of the women in this movie qualify for that because you got Dottie. She was very, very strident. They wanted to name an asteroid and after Liv her. Liv Tyler so is like. Tell but Liv Tyler had a lot of really strident moments. She's not loud though. She was at one point. She was like. That's my family up there. I need more than just I hope so or whatever. Even when Liv Tyler is yelling, it still sounds like ASMR to me. Like it's like her saying she could be screaming in the phone book and I would be like, oh, this is a relaxing thing to fall asleep to. And the the, uh, (laughs) female astronaut who really doesn't get much. Yeah. She's like, do you find do you find this funny? You're not going to find it funny when your thrusters don't work and you go flying into space. I didn't like that the Russian pushed her out of the way. Like, she doesn't know what she's doing. Let this man show her, That's like, how to fix Russian. the ship. This is how we Ugh. fix things on Russian spaceship. <laughs> uh, so what would you give this for strident women? I mean, I guess they all they all really scored high. I mean, I'm going to go with your positive definition and not the Webster's, right? So I, Yes. So, yeah, I, I mean, I would say, <laughs> sure. I'd say 90. 90. Yeah, I think 90 sounds right to me as well. There's not a lot of women in this movie, but they all have moments of definite stridency. Yeah. Um, to me, the fact that there aren't a lot of women in this movie, and like the main female character, Wells, Liv Tyler, and she's like pretty, she doesn't come off that forcefully to me. He screams at the watches. head of NASA. I agree. I'm going to give it a 50. A 50? Mark, come on. She calls her dad by his first name. That's pretty it's, Yeah, but that's more like a teenager-y kind of thing, it felt like to me. No, she even calls him a child. Okay. Harry, I understand well, he is. that you're a child. <laughs> and that you're limited. Fine, I'll bump it up to a 60. <laughs> yeah, that gives it an Ooh. average of 80, which is nice. a lot better Ooh. than K. 
cats, which only has a 59.67. I like knowing that we can sway each other's scores now. Okay. You know, we're all only human. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Our next category. Macabre. How macabre is Armageddon? God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) How do you spell it? M-A-C-A-B-R-E. It's like Adam's family has a hundred in macabre, you know? That they have, they have that skull that they have on top of like the gear shift for one of the things. That's kind of macabre. Sure. I think the fact that that Russian space station guy has been alone for like 181 days, uh, that's pretty macabre. Steve Buscemi wanting everyone to die. Yeah, he's like, we got front row seat tickets to the end of the earth. And he's like all excited. That's kind of macabre. The gargoyles in Paris are pretty macabre. Would they get a nice close up? Those are macabre, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is just not a word that I use. I'm I'm impressed by the cat vocabulary on this podcast. I really am. You know, we're here to learn okay. and you know educate ourselves. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, but it's interesting because it's like Steve Buscemi for sure. I feel like fits into this category, but everyone else is. I feel like is kind of like no, we'll we'll cover that feeling with hope. <laughs> sure. Although not the guy. <laughs> I forget his name, but who's the who's the guy who's like he's an actual astronaut and he's like oh like, he's in a million he, like, things takes the gun out and then tries to like yeah, blow yeah. them all up because it's protocol. But yeah, that was weird to have a gun in like outer space. Yeah, yeah. I love that, by the way. Why you got a gun in outer space? But also, why does the armadillo have a Gatling gun on it? Why does it have like a chain gun on it? I, I love that they were like, <laughs> put it on. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So what would you give this for macabre, Aaron? Well, seeing as I'm still un- learning the meaning of all this, of all these words, <laughs> I'm going to go 30. 30. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. I'll go, I'll go 33. 33. I mean, I think there's something to be said, though, for the fact that this movie is presenting, like, worldwide apocalypse. It's called Armageddon, which is, like, pretty macabre in and That's of itself yeah. and like the action yeah. scenes on earth you just see tens of thousands of people dying but it's popcorn entertainment so that true. itself is pretty macabre Actually, to me that's true now I sort of- so i'm gonna give it a 55 in macabre i'm gonna match your 55 all right because i feel like i hadn't seen it big picture like that yeah you gotta pull back you love the Pull back and look at the Earth. Look at the it's movie. True. Oh my goodness. Sometimes you have to look at Earth as seen from space in life. Exactly. Pale blue dot. That's what Carl Sagan said. We're just on a pale blue dot. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Next category. On a scale of zero to a hundred, wigs. How would you rate the wigs in Armageddon? Oh my gosh. This is not a wiggy movie. No. No. Was Bruce Willis wearing a wig? Or this is right before he was about to shave his head. I feel like he was very close to that. I think he had like bleached blonde hair. Like he definitely had his hair yeah. was treated, but I think it was his hair. I don't know if there are any wigs in this. I didn't. If there were, I didn't spot them. So, well, no. how would that translate to a number? I mean, zero. But zero. Yeah, I guess. I guess I have guys. It's okay if Armageddon doesn't score high. Zero (laughs) wigs. I'm giving it a zero. But still, okay. (laughs) All right. Next category: quips. How quippy is Armageddon? Oh, I mean the dialogue is almost all quips. Pretty quippy. Quips. Yeah. 
like every line in this is like something that they could have used in the trailer. Yes. Oh my God. That is probably, <laughs> that's exactly what this movie is. It's a series of trailers. It's a series of trailers. Yeah. There is the gross, like the running joke with Steve Buscemi is that he's having sex with underage women. Well, okay. That... No, he had sex with one that he didn't know was underage. Right. I love but that's that still a problematic, right? That. <laughs> that's how much I love that's the movie. He's... Is I'm like, he didn't know. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it brings out a very weird side of you, Aaron, really that I does. usually never see. Oh my lord! <laughs> Internalized misogyny. It is on the outside. <laughs> um, there's. A, I wrote a few other quips. There's a basically the worst parts of the Bible. Um, also, what they say: talk about the wrong stuff. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's pretty. Um, <laughs> The, this place is like Dr. Seuss's worst nightmare. Yeah. Wait, what'd you say, John? Think we'll get hazard pay for this? Yeah. That's right. And their long list of demands are pretty quippy yeah. when they want the demands. Like, we don't want to pay taxes. Yep. and Ever. Yeah. Um, so what would you give this for quips, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to score it pretty high. I'm going to give it a 92. 92. Uh, I'm going to give it an 84. 84. Um, I'm going to give it a 85. I think it's pretty quippy. <laughs> give it an average of 87. Right. Uh, beating each shit interview with a vampire, you only have a 15.67. <laughs> All right. Not Next category. There's only two more categories, then it's time for you to come up with a category, oh, Aaron. Okay. All right, so the next category, vibrato. How would you rate the vibrato in this? So what we mean with vibrato, in addition to like the actual vocal, uh, literal meaning of vibrato, we also mean like anytime you're given something extra, like they take a moment and they do it a little bit more and you'd like it, like when they go over the top uh, with it. Uh, and I, I would say this movie is <laughs> V-I-B-R-A-T-O. Okay. Oh, no, you're looking it up? Uh, I think this you movie is... Very vibrato. Um, pretty much all the lines. Yes. Well, it's like, like, they're the best at what they do. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. Um, you know, that man's not a salesman. He's your daddy. Um, like, there's a, so, like, and I also feel like this movie, the reason why it's so long is that, like, every plot point, they're like, all right, let's make something terrible happen. And they have to come back from that. Yes. Like, there's no, like, oh, and that part of the plan worked. Everything is like, oh, wait, now we have to do this. Um, the ship's not working. Like yeah, the drill broke. Vibrato. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and I like that they hint at sad backstory for everyone without really getting into it, like Billy Bob and Bruce. Uh, oh yeah, Bruce <laughs> sure. And, and the, mm -hmm. Yeah, the ast the the absent daddy astronaut and all that. Um, I can't believe your vocabularies. It's funny because I feel like all these words are words. Where, like <laughs> I hear them in context, I understand them well enough to follow along but if asked to, fake to it. use it as a category i'm like yes no um <laughs> i guess i'll go with 70 70 yeah i'm gonna go even higher because i feel like it's such like that's just like the essence of the movie it's like it's to fuck yeah every beat of it so i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a 93 for vibrato 93 tied with Top Gun, John. Same score. Um, I'm going to go sense. pretty high, too. I think it's pretty vibrant. I'm going to give it a 91. Give it an average of 84.67. That's higher than uh, Grease 2, which only has 80, uh, 78.33. All right. Oh, okay. Final in this first group of categories. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> footwork. How would you rate the footwork in Armageddon? <laughs> the footwork. 
Well, I do love this. I will say I love a slow motion scene. I love slow motion so much. And I'm going to count that as footwork because when you get to see them walking from a distance, Definitely. I mean, it really, really does it for me. Plus, you've got the slow motion like astronaut in space type movement. Um, mm-hmm. But there's not like... I think also there's that moment when the, when the guy comes in to say like oh we have 18 days before it reaches earth like it's a shot of a young kid running through like corridors and stuff like that uh, there's a lot of like running around like nasa and stuff that happens so it's I not without that. its footwork i love the camera is pretty much constantly moving too do you think they run at nasa mm-hmm. as much as they run at, run at nasa in the movies they did in hidden figures did you see that that's what i that, that poor I woman <laughs> she had to run with all those maps they apparently show this movie to like people training at NASA to say like, find the, what are the mistakes or what they've done wrong. And apparently there's been 164 errors in this movie that have been found by training people who are training at NASA. That's so That's fun. some of the trivia you'll find on IMDb. That's like the, that's like the movie you, that's the day when the teacher doesn't show up. We're going to show you Armageddon. <laughs> and here's Anything that doesn't make it. sense. Sure. That's I feel like we're you can use that over. almost like any job. Like therapists could also do that in school. Like we're going to show you Armageddon. Write down yeah. all the ways people are not talking about people under a traumatic experience. Like <laughs> mechanics. Okay. We're going to show you Armageddon. Write down all the mistakes yeah. they make when they're trying to fix it. <laughs> So what would you give this for footwork? Oh, boy. I guess I'll probably give it like a 45. 45. Uh, I'll go 57. 57. Uh, I'm going to go 60. I mean, this movie's very complicated. It seems like the choreography of <laughs> camera action and everything. Also, like the graceful, the dual launch sequence. Like those shuttles are too mm-hmm. close together all the time. Maybe yeah. I'm not understanding what you mean by footwork. Just like movement, you know, choreographed, like how smooth, you know, like when you say you're like the term fancy footwork, you know, like, oh, like, how are you like uh, going you know, from like A to light in the B loafers, and like, a st- you know, yeah. So not just dancing. <laughs> no. Well, anything, I, I would say any form of choreography is well, kind of how well, I look at then, it. Yeah, I feel like maybe higher because I mean, you know how much I love those cameras going in circles. And that to me is like, you love a dance. spinning That's camera. True, yeah. Okay, then I I'm going to amend then because I really was thinking we were talking about like sure. tap dancing. Uh, Pure okay. choreography. So 77. 77. I'm really getting into the odd number. Average of 64.67. All right. Now we are into the wheel categories. These are cat- uh, also. So these are categories former guests have brought. They're not canon. So they- we put them all on a wheel. We're going to spin the wheel four times in whatever category pops up that's when we have to randomly add uh we have to randomly judge the movie on and then after that that's when you will add your category after we do these okay. four categories okay all right all right so i'm not gonna spin the wheel for you spin number one musical callbacks so what kind of musical callback does this movie have well you hear the i don't want to miss a thing a couple times you hear that definitely in like the first animal cracker scene. And then it's like there at the end, they use a lot of Aerosmith as like a, a like lot if this of were a jukebox musical, it would be all Aerosmith. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a one big long music video. So I would say the callback, I mean, it really mm-hmm. is encompassed by Aerosmith. So it's sort of a whole musical montage. Right. And Michael Bay came from music videos. Mm-hmm. He directed meatloaf's, um, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. 
Um, so I think it's pretty good on musical callbacks. I mean, this is what we're talking about. So, so, what would too, you give yeah. it, Aaron? I mean, I feel like that's it's really almost the whole thing. I'm going to give it a 95. 95. I'm going to say, I wish it's not quite Titanic, where like every five minutes you get a different version of My Heart Will Go On. Mm-hmm. So, I will give it, um, I'll give it an 83. 83. But speaking of Titanic, did you notice there was a lot of use of Tin Whistle? Yes. Because I thought, because this was like post Titanic. <laughs> so they're like, well, everybody loves the Tin Whistle. That's like an it immediate, so like, beeline to the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. It feels the like Tin the Whistle really had a moment space. in the mid 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Late 90s, yeah. Um, I'm going to give it an 85. Give it an average of 87.67. All right, spin that wheel, John. Wry smiles. What kind of wry I mean, smiles do we have in this? Isn't that all Pretty of Bruce, Bruce Willis's Willis, performance? His entire performance. Yeah. yeah. Billy Bob. Billy Bob and Bruce really do it. Yeah. Um, that's about it, though. I think that's all the one. I guess Owen Wilson always kind of looks like he has. There's a lot of wry smiles. Everyone kind of has that attitude. Any everyone's kind of like, eh, throughout the whole movie. No, but Owen is very like vulnerable in it like owen wilson has that scene where he's like i'm excited i'm like 80 percent excited 20 percent scared or maybe more like 60 percent excited 40 percent scared either way <laughs> that's when we really got to know his character yeah that was all you needed yeah. they give you exactly what you need <laughs> so what would you give this for a rise smiles well i guess since there's i mean i feel like Bruce Willis across the board does a lot of it and Billy Bob, but I wouldn't say it's like yeah. intricate, like it's intricate to the, the plot. It's sort of just like they're that's, they both are sure. sarcastic personality. I guess I'll give it a 40. 40. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll give it a 40. I'll give it a 42. 42. The answer to the ultimate question. Uh, I'll give it a 45. Give her an average of 42.33. All right, wheel category number three. Memorial moments. I mean... Memorial? You got the Apollo 1. There's an actual memorial. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. Uh, there's Billy Bob Thornton when he has that monologue reminiscing about like starting out in astronaut training. Yes. Like he could remember everyone's and name when, and all that, where they came from. And when Harry rips then his badge off and he's like, give this to Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That feels like we're edging up to a memorial. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some good yeah. old ones. And so what would you give it in a number form? So that's like a... Yeah, they're actual memorial. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'll give it 75. 75. I'll go 62. 62. Um, I'm going to give it a 78. I think it's pretty high on the memorial moments. I mean, there's an actual memorial. There's a sad goodbye to your father who's giving his life to save the world. He's basically a Christ figure. Mm-hmm. Um, True. All right. One last wheel category. Wearing another person's clothes. I mean, they're in spacesuits, and did they really earn those spacesuits? 
I mean, by drilling, I guess. I guess they're pretending to be astronauts in a way, but they are. They're in. Uh, they're like fish out of water. I guess you could say. Is that what this mm-hmm. cat? What, what? How are you reading this category? Tell me that. Well, the ultimate <laughs> well, of this is like Titanic. Uh, <laughs> yes, but also think of you know the talented Mr. Ripley. You know, like taking on another identity. Okay, so not just like oh, I'm wearing your old T-shirt. Correct, but that would count. Um. Yeah, I mean the fact that they're literally stepping into these astronaut spacesuits when they are blue collar drillers—that seems like it's in no way qualified. No way qualified. Um. Yeah, but I think that's like you don't. There's not a scene where like Liv Tyler's wearing like Ben Affleck's like dress shirt or no, something. No, but there's like a that. scene where she's wearing like right. the math coveralls because she she didn't have any clothes with her. That's true. Oh, that's true. So there you go. So what would you give? The, how so would that translate that to a number? Well, I mean, I guess they all are. They all end up wearing different clothes. I guess I'll give it a ninety-eight. <laughs> ninety-eight. <laughs> I'll be honest. If I don't understand the category, I'll just start scoring high. Fair enough. Fair. John, what are you going to give it? Uh, thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Well, someone has um, to sign off. Yeah. There's not a lot. I'm going to give it 25. <laughs> give it an average of 53.67. All right, Aaron, the time has come for you to add a category which could become canon, but in the meantime, will just be added to the wheel. Okay. I'm going to go with how many scenes where people are having a conversation where where they are placed. Are you already making a fucking face? You can read. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> More succinct. I want it. Okay. How many? Okay, we can workshop it. Yeah. Yeah. We're 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 working through it. Where people are like having a conversation and they are placed physically closer together than they would ever need to be for that conversation. And you think that makes it a gayer movie? Like the more. Yeah. Sure. Closer people. Yeah, because it's like intense. Gotcha. It's like smoky, intense moments where it's like Like you would never talking. You would never have your nose almost touching someone's nose to have that conversation. I feel like there's a lot of that. In not these days. Not these days. <laughs> no, certainly not. And maybe never again. We might never, never again talk to people in person again. Sure. No more Eskimo kisses. Want to just call it Eskimo potential Eskimo kisses? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to take credit for that. Um, close talk. I guess. How do we want to like some um, people talking. being too close for comfort? Yeah, but also they are too comfortable like conversations with. Intensely close conversations. Intensely close conversations. I think that can work. Okay. That works. I like that. And, and for this movie, I'm going to score it pretty high. I feel like Harry does a lot of like, I'm talking to Ben Affleck with my nose, touching the tip of your nose. Uh-huh. So wh- how, what would you give yeah, this? Yeah, there's then? a lot of that. I'd give it an 85. 85. Also, that does uh, add, like, you're right, though. I do... Because I do think it does add like homoerotic tension. Because like, why are they so? Because you always think like, are they gonna kiss? You know? Yeah. It's like when they Could weigh in boxers. You know, like at the weigh-in, whenever you see like boxers weigh in, they're standing in their underwear and they're oh, like right. so close together that you're like, I this is the best part of boxing to me. I don't need to see the game. Like I've seen it. <laughs> you know, it's I, never gonna get better than this. Now you're making me want to watch. I've never seen that. Just watch the weigh-ins. Just watch the weigh-ins. It's like a few days before the actual match. I can't even... All I'm picturing is when I'm on the freeway and I pass a truck weighing station. Like, that's the closest I can imagine. <laughs> it's very similar. Yeah, it's basically that. Um, 
You got it. I'm going to give this an 88. I think they're all there. That's kind of Michael. Those close ups. Everyone's very close. All right. So now, Aaron, we are into the bonus categories. So these are categories. Your movie will not be penalized for not scoring well here, but you'll get a bonus points. And instead of zero to 100, we're each going to score on a scale of zero to five percent. Zero to five percent. Yes. Yeah. Because it's a bonus, so that we'll will see. be you'll get you'll get the bo- and then we'll take the average of each of our percentage. Okay. Okay. So the first bonus round category is makeover montage. Oh, well, is there a makeover yeah, montage. Okay, got that. It's a big makeover yeah. montage with the like they go through the yeah the big training montage definitely yeah, yeah it's huge and, and they and they're like first they're like uh, not cut out for it and they're all unhealthy and then they like get and they even have the therapy montage. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'll give it a five. I think it's a pretty big montage. Five. I'm just because if they had like a, I know that like they're, if they had like more of their own individual outfit at the end of the montage, I'd give it a five. So I'm going to give it a Mm. four. Mm. Four. John, I got to agree with you. I'm also going to give it a four. (laughs) Give an average of 4.33. That is the highest we've had. Well, highest only behind Funny Girl, which has a five. Um, but given a 4.33, pretty good. All right, next category. Angry phone hangups. Ooh, I think there are one... a bunch, like between the yeah, control I... room and the president. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And when Billy Bob like doesn't want them to have to abort the mission or whatever it is they're gonna do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't like seeing that presidential speech like almost like surreal? <laughs> like seeing this president <laughs> give like this speech that like brings hope to everybody. I was like, oh yeah, that just used to be like normal, you know, <laughs> like but now it's like that feels like such like a to do. Yeah, that feels like such like a dream or like a like that would never happen. No. Um we've been so beaten down. Um, so what would you give this for angry phone hangups? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, it's like, those are like major plot points. So I'll give it a five. Five. Uh, I'm going to go four. Four. Because some of them were just like, okay, they weren't as angry as you'd want them to be. I mean, but we so rarely get, I'm going to give it a five. I think like this, Okay. this is kind of what we're talking about. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next one. Titular theme song. Titular? Well, I mean, it's not titular. It's not. We we are a little. It's like <laughs> like it title. says There's if the words like Armageddon. <laughs> if they use the deaf, their Def Leppard has a song called Armageddon it. Um, but that is oh. not this. That is not in this movie. No, but no, I do no. feel like we. So whenever you hear I "Don't Want to Miss a Thing," you think Armageddon. You think you of this think movie. That movie. And yeah. I'm gonna say that because. Because it's a father-daughter plot at the very core of this movie, and because Aerosmith is her dad and he's the songwriter, I feel like that ties even more closely into it being like themed to the movie. So I'm gonna in a very creepy way, sure, in a beautiful, sexy way. I don't want to miss it. It's also weird when Bruce Willis. There's that scene where Bruce Willis watches uh, Ben Affleck make out with like Liv Tyler Mm. for a little too long. Yeah, like as soon as you see them kissing, like it turn around and walk away. Like you get it. What do you need to see that? Like you need to see the tender. That's weird. Right. Like what is he upset about? Because he wants her. Exactly. Uh, Or he wants Ben Affleck. (laughs) I'll go five. Five. (laughs) Uh. I'll go four just because it's not Armageddon. 
I will also go four, but it's very close. Yes. All right. Next category. Fun fonts. Fun fonts. I mean, the letters of the movie blow up. I think that's always fun. I always like when that happens. That's fun. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of chirons telling us where we were. And I love when they're like introduced with like a and then a you know like everything like there's also like a crunchiness to this movie like there's a thing like a shot of like the countdown to like the rocket launch and like the letters don't the letters the number the light uh, the numbers change like the light bulbs but they do with like that flash bulb sound effect oh yeah i do like that you know it's like i'm not capturing i'm no michael winslow (laughs) and i do like how they do it day by day like they like there's a countdown of the days maybe you just said this but the type that it's in feels yes. much like a NASA f- official form. Um, right. Yeah, I'll give it a five. Five. We're going to go four. Four. Uh, I'm also going to go four. Pretty fun, though. All right, next category. Cheerworthy cameos. Were there any cameos where he stopped and said, hey! I sure did. We <laughs> got Ellen it. Cleghorn. She plays Helga the Nurse. Sure. That's fun. Um, there's also like Eddie Griffin just in the very opening of the movie and then never again. I was like, when does he come back? He didn't. Oh, isn't the woman who plays like the wife who the asteroid is named after? Isn't she? Grace Zabriskie. She's in Twin Peaks and Big Love. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Also, Michael Bay plays someone at Mission Control. He's in one shot. He does. He's in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, and then also Udo, Udo Kier, Kier who plays. Psychiatric... I love Udo yeah, Kier. The therapist. It's... Yes. Now, can I ask a question, though, about this? Because technically, in a sure. cameo, aren't you supposed to be playing yourself? Or is it, or no? Is no. it just that you're playing a small character? You're a, playing a small character that's like role. not, you wouldn't be on the poster. I got confused about Typically, this. Typically, you're only in one scene. Yes. yes. Okay, got it. Then, yes, I would give it, I'll give it a four, because I don't think any of them are like applause worthy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I disagree. I'm going to go five. Five. Uh, I'm going to go, oops. I'm going to go three. Give her an average of four. Three? Yeah, I mean, there was like some, they're all pretty small. Like Udo Kier never says anything. Um, I thought they could have gotten more out of it. All right, next category. Pool trouble. That's true. I have to go buy what's in the movie to rate the movie. That's on me, I Um, guess. I think... (laughs) Uh, pool, trouble. pool trouble there's no they did train underwater a little bit they do get in trouble and like ben affleck doesn't listen yeah yeah, yeah. and they yeah, lift him listen up. so there's a big so fight that happens him. there yep he's like in his little but then room. also yeah. he's right in the end like you know what i mean i kind of like i don't like that he's rewarded for like not <laughs> for having no discipline and like <laughs> not following the rules <laughs> yeah but you know but that i guess that's right. he was right on the boat as well that's true Mm-hmm. So I guess there is some pool trouble in this. Yeah. Is it Gremlins yeah. level pool trouble? I don't think so. Probably not. Um, so what would you give it, Aaron, for pool trouble? I'll give it a four. Four. I'm going to give it a three. Three. I'm also going to give it a three. Uh, all right. Next character uh, category. Sassy best friend. I mean, that's everyone in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, There's with this who, one, I was like, who is the best friend? Steve Buscemi but, is pretty kind of sad. Steve Buscemi. I mean, he rides a rocket. Because of his space That's dementia. True. He does hump the rocket. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. he, and he offers to be the one 
to die. Um, Michael Clark Duncan's pretty funny. Ben Affleck's kind of like a sassy best friend. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Owen Wilson, but he doesn't do. He doesn't like being called Chewbacca. I mean, it's insane how big this cast is for un for an, in an unnecessary way. Like, if you had cut two or three of these characters and just gave their thing to someone else, you wouldn't be like, "This movie's missing something." It was like they sent out offers to everyone, and more people said yes than they imagined, and they just wrote them into the movie. <laughs> Although some of these people weren't that big when this was made, right? Like, That's I feel like true. Owen. That well known and Ben Affleck wasn't even necessarily well no I guess Ben Affleck was like at the height right in 19 this is like right after uh Goodwill, Goodwill hunting. hunting yeah uh so what would you give this for sassy best friend I mean sassy is a big word for this movie but I will say since they have <laughs> but I will say since there's so many there's so many characters like <laughs> Like they really dig into like the types, and I feel like that yes. in and of itself is kind of a sassy idea. So I'm gonna go four. Four. I'll go three because I feel like there's not like one. They all just sort of pass the sass. Mm-hmm. Pass the sass. I love that improv warm up. Um, I'm also <laughs> gonna give it a three. All right, next category: a bold lip. I mean, Liv Tyler. Does she have a bold lip in that though? I feel like Liv she's Tyler. Very- they're pretty bold. It was kind of thing. muted, but the strippers did have some bold lips. Those strippers. Mm-hmm. Leave, that's how you know you're in a Michael Bay movie. That's right. And I guess she does mm-hmm. have a bold lip at the end, or either, I forget. There's at one point she does have a bold lip. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it is the 90s. It was the 90s. Grunge was king. What could you do? People liked floaty things in their wa- bubble teas. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Orbits. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about orbits. yeah <laughs> that's what i'm talking about before boba was a thing before well, boba was a thing but before boba was a thing here mm-hmm. pre-boba um so what would you give this for a bold lip oh i guess i just a three it's not like it was stand out throughout the movie all right john i'm gonna have to go one. <clears throat> i'm gonna have to go one it's pretty pretty muted lip of a movie um, I'm also going to go one. Give an average of 1.67. <clears throat> All right. Next category. We're halfway through the bonus category. We are almost done, Aaron. You hang in there. Um, I can't next believe ca- more words. The next category. <laughs> witches. Witches. Yeah. This is a bonus. You're not penalized for having it. I don't think there are any witches. There's nothing witchy Was about there, this like, to did- me. Did Liv Tyler like have like something that like connected her to Ben Affleck or her dad that she like would hold on to and like because wasn't there something that like she had an engagement like, she ring, was holding but... when oh yeah just her ring I, know, I was trying to think if there's somehow that could you could think of that as a talisman in some way I don't know I I'm mean just that's, that, that is generous but very generous I don't see witchiness in this movie. Neither do I. So other what are you going to give it? Other than the pure magic that it takes to even believe this plot, which is kind of witchcraft. So actually, I changed so, my mind. I give it a five. <laughs> five. That's <laughs> insane. Um, okay. uh, also, Michael Bay zero, is a witch. Yes, yeah, witchy. <laughs> uh, I, too, will go zero because oh I'm not a lunatic. God. I am shocked. I feel like the director <laughs> directorial style is a witchcraft. <laughs> I think it's cocaine fueled more than. How do you um, even get a movie like this made? <laughs> truly, witchcraft. He went to my film school, and like the 
Um, we were always told, not at the same time as him, but we went and like the direct, our, one of our teachers was always talking about like, you know, when he was a student, he like, we would shoot spec commercials and like, you just shoot him wherever. But when he was a student, he got access to a military aircraft carrier because he just would have these big <laughs> visions and find a way to get it done. Find a way. That means privilege. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think he's, uh, he's apparently also awful to work with, which makes sense. Oh, I've heard horrible, <laughs> yeah. horrible. Yeah. All right. Next category. On a scale of zero to five percent, how Korean is Armageddon? How Korean? Um, how Korean is it? God, I don't think that there good. is at one point an asteroid hits East Asia. That is what they say. Right, which That's feels close. not specifically Korean. Um, right. Well, it's a scale from zero to five. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still gonna go zero because I don't zero. even think any Korean characters. I don't think so either. I'm still I mean, going to go one for that asteroid and just some of the times when they would cut across the world um, for people hearing <laughs> speeches. I think there might be something. I'm going to give it a one. All right. I will also give it a one. And yet zero for witchcraft. Shocking. <laughs> well, at least if they mentioned, like, if there was a cauldron in, in NASA behind the scene, yeah, you know, like behind in the background women or something. behind a cauldron listening to the president's yeah. speaking. Okay, Hell, if someone ate again, candy corn. When they show the asteroid and it has like that kind of like pink glow to it, that's pretty weird. I guess it kind of has a witchy, yeah, but no, too late. Did, any, All right, did, next did anyone hold a broom at any point? Nobody. There was probably like a sad shot of a janitor who was about to get hit by an asteroid at some point. <laughs> sure. <laughs> probably. All right, next category. Felt. How much felt is in this movie? The material felt, felt. or felt is a process, as we've learned. That's um, what we've learned. It's not a lot. I don't think you're allowed to bring felt in space. Yeah, I don't know that I saw I any felt. I know if you could vacuum. Well, Muppets in space would be the felt. only one. That was the breakthrough for felt. That would be the one in space. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, what do you want to give this for felt, Aaron? I'll be. There fair. wasn't a lot of felt on the rig. Yeah. No, it's all well, very steel and clinical and. What about Liv Tyler's uh, previously aforementioned loose underwear? I mean, that was silk. That was not felt. Okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pay attention. All right, I'll go oh, zero good. as well. Thank God. Thank God you're scoring <laughs> this. Then you didn't Phew. pay attention. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to give it a zero. All right. Next category: gay actors playing gay roles. I mean, there are no gay roles. We don't have any gay roles that we know of so were any of those actors gay not that i know i don't think so no none of them self-identify as homosexual yeah so zero zero uh, zero as well zeros across the board all right next one themes of mothers well they mentioned Liv tyler's mom yes. Yeah, Liv Tyler says to Bruce Willis, I don't blame you for my mother leaving. She left both of us. So that took care of all of that. And she insinuates (laughs) that she was the parent in that relationship. And in a way, even though she was like the youngest one on that boat, she sort of, it sounds like, was a little bit maternal, like the way Wendy was to the Lost Boys. Oh, sure. Like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah. Who also drilled. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you give this for themes of mothers? Well, 
I guess because it's just so parental, I would still probably go ahead and give it a three because I feel like even the fact that she didn't have a mom kind of played into her role on that boat in a pretty big way. And her role, what I mean, that was sort of what set off the whole Ben Affleck acting out and then coming back. And he was such a big part of the movie. I feel like that. Yeah, I'll give it a three. Three. I'll go two. Two. I'm also going to go Two, because yeah, I guess like the absence of mother more than anything, but also like she could have had a mom, and I don't know if the movie would have been that different. <laughs> um, I think it would have, she might have then lived with the mom and not been on the ship with her she dad. Would have had somewhere to go. But couldn't she have been? Wouldn't that have been That's fun? True. If like mom hates that I'm here, but I she's like plucky and likes the rig. <laughs> rig life you'd have to cut to a woman (laughs) and then she'd probably be striking so it just feels like what are we adding maybe she died all right next category you might make up some points here a feels song is there a song that puts you in your feels oh hell yeah do you like that song like would you want that at your like uh wedding at your wedding yeah yeah first dance yeah i really would i don't want to miss a thing I love it so much. It gets me every time. If it comes on in the car, I'm stopping. Like I'm, I'm not gonna. You're stopping. It. Well, or at least you know what I mean. Like if I, if I'm getting home and it Traffic plays, is I'm out of the car. Everyone, Aerosmith. Gotcha. I don't want to miss a thing. Is on. <laughs> Four or five. Stopping. Getting out. I think also. I think also leaving on a jet plane that has like a very that's like a sweet little moment in the in the yeah. movie. Sure. It's about song. Yeah. Uh, John, what are you going to give it? I'll give it a four. Four. Do you like that song, John? The "Don't Want to Miss a Thing." Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I don't think it's amazing, but I think it's a very effective power ballad. Uh, I find it a little shrill, personally, but I'll give it a four. There. I'm going All five. Right. And you were confused. <laughs> I got it. I got it. All right. Next <laughs> category: gossip. How gossipy is this uh, movie? Ooh, it's very gossipy. Remember the part where <laughs> you lit up. <laughs> well, there's the whole part. There's like a walk and talk. I think I think they're still on the boat where she's like, "Harry, you, I, I'm the way I am because I grew up here. What's his name taught me how to use a tampon." He's like, no, "Oh yeah, yeah." Her. I told her. I told her how to use a tampon. There's a lot of like, "Here's what happened," <laughs> and they all know right. her and AJ, but but Harry didn't know. And then Harry, right, right, right. And then also NASA right. telling There's them about like, the asteroid. Like, well, here's this thing. Here's what's going on. Oh, yeah. Right, right. You're the first civilians to ever see this. Yeah. And then when they get in space and he's like, okay, well, the real deal is I have this gun and I'm supposed to shoot you if you stop me. And that's, and that's a big <laughs> mm-hmm. that they were not let on. No, not really. And there's also that boy who doesn't know who his dad is. Oh, yeah. Gossip. Maybe we should call this Armageddon. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Like a bunch of hens, this movie. Mm-hmm. So what would you give? You missed everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what would you give this for gossip, Aaron? I mean, God, I'll give it a four. A four. I'm going to go three. Three. Um, I'm also going to go three. It's gossipy, but is it uh, heightened gossip? I don't know. It's not, like All the, right. it's not like the plot hinges on a secret. Right. Correct. Right. All right. Now this is an all or nothing category. So you either get zero or the full 
15% bonus. You can make up a lot of points here, Aaron. Oh so, 15% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. I do not think, I personally do not think we could do it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah, Aaron, we... do you think we could, should give this a 15% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality? <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's not like there's a negative one. There just isn't one. Exactly. Right. right. So it's not getting penalized, though. It's just not getting a bonus. Right. Yeah. It's just I, committing I, erasure. That is fair. I, I agree with you. <laughs> Very good. And then finally, this is the last one, Aaron. Negative 50% points if this is the movie Cruising. This is not the movie cruising, so it will only not lose fifty percent of its points. So okay. we're finally done, Aaron. How well do you think you did? Make a guess. As Mark tallies up the numbers, how do you think oh you did? Gosh. Okay, I feel like we scored pretty high in a lot of categories, but then also we got a few zeros, so that really knocked us back. I'm gonna say maybe we got low seventies. Okay. Okay. How do we do, All Mark? right. So, out of a total possible two thousand five hundred twenty-nine point fifty-nine points, uh, you scored one thousand seven hundred eighty point fifty-nine points, giving you a percentage of seventy point thirty-nine percent, making it the eighth gayest movie ever. Not as gay as Interview with the Vampire, but gayer than Top Gun. Ooh. Wow, gayer wow. than Top Gun. I'm excited. That's I mean, it's good kind company of you're in. I think it made a lot of got a lot of points for production value too. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your fun fonts, your dramatic lighting, your entrances with pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> Most of its Oscars um, were the technical ones. Yeah, there's a lot of hunks too. You did well for there too. So many hunks. I am thrilled, sure, John, sure. that you had not seen this movie. And you'll notice both yeah. the movies I picked were Owen Wilson movies. I noticed that. That's true. Are you I a noticed, big Owen yeah. Wilson fan? His nose looked broken in a different way in each of those movies that's part of his range he has a really wide <laughs> oh, his character you got to look at the nose when you're watching the movie. Right, which nose did they hire well. for this movie i i will say i do love i love luke i love owen i love those wilson's i, I think they're great awesome well aaron thank you so much for doing this we this love was you, very aaron. enlightening this was so fun so is there fun. anything you would like to any words so many words. Is there anything you would like to plug, promote, or shill for at the to- at this moment? Oh boy! I mean, you can follow me at Girl with a Tail on Twitter, where I am sometimes quipping, but mostly trying to retweet. You know, places you can donate and things I'm learning. Elevating voices. Elevating voices, mm-hmm. and then you can sure. follow me on at Girl with a Tail on Instagram, where I'm drawing. Things. And I've been lo- enjoying All your right. cartoons. Thank you so much. Um, great. You've been an absolute pure right. delight. Uh, and we'll be we'll right be back. Right back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm so glad. We're that never, that are we ever going to be in sync again? Nah, well, that's all right. It's part of the charm. Um, Speaking I suppose charming, you're right. That Aaron was a delight. A pure delight. Uh, pure we delight. did try to record her with Marley Me. It didn't work, but I think Armageddon was a. She I did not. I don't think Armageddon. I don't think Marley Me was going to be anywhere. It was close not going to score highly at all. 
Um, and actually, like I was thinking before that, we tried to do another episode with we, with Ben Rogers, and that was Dog Day Afternoon. Something about dog movies and the tech not working out. Maybe something we should it tell our guests in the future. We're going to get Ben back at some point. Ben's coming back, definitely. But, um, but I think no more dog movies. I think that's got to be our new thing. We've got to make it a rule. <laughs> sure. Ginger Snaps was the last one. That was the last one. But there's more werewolves than dogs. Maybe it's haunted. A lot Maybe of dogs die it. in Ginger That's Snaps. That's true. Hmm. Okay, this podcast might be haunted now. That could be a thing. Um, Speaking what, of haunting. What we're not haunted by is your emails and reviews. <laughs> Some of our transitions are incredible. Uh, we've got on iTunes, we've got from Penguin Chrissy. She gives us five stars. Says, my weekly sass. I look forward to your podcast every week. I hope my personal heaven is Mark listing off what makes heaven campy. Um. Have you had any thoughts about what is so campy wow. about heaven? Uh, I mean, pearly gates. Pearly gates. <laughs> Hello. Uh, what more do you need? Ringing bells when someone gets their wings. Um, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then we also have an email from Sean. Uh, Sean uh, says, please start the Patreon soon. I need more content. Uh, and then he says, personally, I'd like to hear your gay scale applied to gay-created and gay-themed movies. Movies with mostly gay, uh, LGBTQIA plus characters and creators. I think the comedic value of your mostly non-gay created scale to rate them would be funny. And then you could have two rankings, gay movies and guest movies. Whatever you do, I'm a day one subscriber. Thank you, Sean. That is an interesting Wonderful. Idea. Thank you for being a day one subscriber. Yes. We appreciate that. <laughs> we, we need to start this um, Patreon then. Um, yeah, we are talking yeah. about starting a Patreon. Uh, so if you guys have any ideas, let us know. What do you think? It is a weird time, though, I feel like, to start a Patreon, maybe. <laughs> I agree. But, you know, just start to let that simmer in the background, if you if if, if you think of it. I mean, it's been simmering for a few months. Sure, we'll sure. pull the trigger at some point. Right, right. <laughs> when we can be uh, But I would love together. to do more, like, gay directors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. Although, um, meet me in St. Louis. That's true. Vincent Minnelli, Vincent hello. Minnelli, father of Liza Minnelli. I mean, nothing gayer than that. <laughs> Not at all. Um, that's and then of... you could get your Hedwig and the Angry Inches. Sure. Your John Waters is, is your Greg Araki's. Ugh. Not uh, one person's brought in a John Waters. Uh, Done 51 of these. Two. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you have any thoughts or anything you want to tell us, you can email us at two old queens. That's T W O old queens at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens, T W O Old Queens. And do we know what we're doing next week, John? We for do. For our fifty-second, our, our one-year one anniversary, anniversary episode, year, and we are ready to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Our movie next week is cruising. Cruising. Get yes. your leather out. We're doing cruising. We're all going cruising. Mm-hmm. Get some. I've poppers never seen it. John's never seen, seen it either. It. We're excited to actually. We're, see how it does. We're going in with an open mind. Open yes. Mind and a clenched fist. Open mind and, uh, yeah, a clenched fist and a butthole ripe for pounding. <laughs> ripe for exploration. Uh, yes. yes. So look forward to that. But that's it for us. So we'll see you next week for our yes. one year anniversary show. I know. So and exciting. until next time, good don't want to miss a thing. 
now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.